Hey Rockstar, welcome. This is a storytelling platform designed to empower you to build yourself up physically, spiritually, mentally, socially, and financially. Why stories? Because stories live on. They are eternal. They are a powerful reminder of what one can accomplish when opportunity presents itself. So listen carefully, learn the lessons, apply them to the big five, and become the rock star of your industry. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's Thursday, and you know what that means. It's time once again for Hey Rockstar. It is the best show ever. I am your host, Josafat El Guapo Emiliano. You all got y'all know Miguel, my faithful accomplice of I don't want to say crime, but you know, he's he's been around for at least since this show started. Welcome. Welcome to the show. If it's your first time, um, do the thing, yo. You know, the thing that you everyone likes you to do. The follow, the subscribe, the share, the show the love. This is episode 37. It is an interview with a rock star. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we have for you, we have a drummer. He is a rock star when it comes to a drummer. We have a YouTuber. We have an entrepreneur. (laughs) And you know, I have a special place in my heart for entrepreneurship. And actually, I'm going to start giving a course for how to become an entrepreneur. And the first step to become an entrepreneur is learn how to spell entrepreneur <laughs> anyway ladies and gentlemen help me welcome christian taylor what is up man what an dun, dun, intro dun. can i just hire you to like follow me everywhere and do that intro i am the master of introductions <laughs> no kidding although i still struggle to spell entrepreneur i'm not gonna lie <laughs> Dude, it happens to all of us. I, I remember, might need your online course. It, it was a, uh, it was a. Uh, I forgot when that came up, but actually on my Facebook, uh, when I became, actually, whenever we, you know, the job situation happened, you lost your job, and I started training to do sales and became a, a high ticket closer. <clears throat> I just my my Facebook got starting to to fig to change it because I was getting clients that were reaching out to me, and, and most clients, at least high ticket clients. They do look at your social media. That's the one thing that they teach you. This thing you got to clean up your social media. If you have like dumb stuff, get rid of that or archive it because they want to work with serious people. And then and one of the lines I put on there: first step to become an entrepreneur. That was my tag. First step to become an entrepreneur: learn how to spell entrepreneur. <laughs> learn how to say it. Learn how to spell it. Yeah. Christian, welcome to the show. I can talk all about myself all night long, but today we want to highlight you, my man. So just tell us a little bit about your life, your journey, and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, wow. That is a loaded question. Um, <laughs> where do I begin? I'll Let's see. So as, as you said, I'm a, a YouTuber primarily. That's mainly what I'm doing now. Um, entrepreneur. I've definitely had my hand in multiple businesses and drummer. I enjoy playing drums as well. So I don't know whether to go chronological or whether to talk about different paths, like different aspects of what I do, but um, let's see. All right, so first of all, um, here's a question I like to ask everyone. Oh, you are located here in Nashville, correct? Yeah. 
Yep, I'm in Nashville. Sweet, sweet. All right, so one thing we like to ask is, are you from here or did you relocate to here? Like, I am a Texican. I'm from Texas originally, but I was on my way to Atlanta. I stopped here to try out the hot chicken. Five years later, I still haven't been to Atlanta. Sorry, Atlanta. But um, Nashville just told me, stick around. We'll feed you. And here I am five years later. The Where hot chicken from, my man? So, yeah, I am originally from San Jose, California. Ah. And my family moved here when I was six years old. So I feel like this is home to me. But technically, you know, I kind of have those surfer vibes or some people have told me that. So I think it's the california blood maybe i don't know but yeah all right and when did you start doing videos um so i started my youtube channel in 2011 in september i I actually remember the date september 5th 2011 and i started out just making goofy comedy skits i think i was like 11 yeah i was 11 at the time so I started out just making dumb comedy skits, like, haha stuff that I thought was funny. <laughs> now looking back on it, I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. But to my 11-year-old brain, it was hilarious. Um, and over the years, I've just kind of pivoted to different things. So after the comedy skits, I was really into GoPros. Mm-hmm. So I made like a whole, or I found a whole niche making GoPro content, reviewing mounts and accessories. And I've still got this massive box in my closet of GoPro mounts that all these companies sent me for review. And it comes in handy to this day. Like whenever I pull out my GoPro, I'm like, let me just go to the box of every mount you could ever think of and get what I need. But after that, I really got into consumer tech. So I was reviewing smartphones, cases, earbuds, headphones, kind of any hardware that you would think of that the average consumer is interested in, I would review that. So I was kind of trying to be like the next MKBHD or Mm. uh, Jonathan Morrison, kind of that niche. And uh, yeah, I I was really into Apple as well. Like I, I was kind of an Apple channel for a time of always had to review the latest iPhone or the latest Apple watch and watch all the keynotes and hype the releases. Um, and then we can, we can dive more into this in detail later, but I kind of stumbled upon the niche I'm in now on YouTube, which Mm -hmm. is online branding and marketing, a lot of website building tutorials, content around WordPress. And honestly, most of where I'm at today was an accident or like a, Hmm. just this weird stumbling of, Hey, let me do this one video on this topic. That's completely different from what I normally do on my channel, but then seeing a bunch of success in that and seeing, Hey, this is profitable. Let me keep doing this. But that's like the very short version of my YouTube history. No, we're about to, we're about to dissect a little bit more. I'm just curious at what point did you, uh, well, I mean, at what point did it become profitable, if you don't mind me asking? When did when did you make a video that suddenly someone like, hey, we want to pay you for doing this? Yeah, so actually for me, the form of profit first came in Google AdSense or YouTube ad revenue. So okay. YouTube paying me for those little 5 or 10 or 15 second ads that run before the video starts. I've got... I didn't write the date down, but I looked up last night. My first ever AdSense payment was for $26.10. And I think that was in maybe 
2015. And I so remember four years after you started making videos. Yeah, four you or five to... years. Okay. Um, I just remember being ecstatic. Like YouTube meant so much to me as a hobby. I was trying to yeah. make weekly videos and still didn't know what I was doing, but I just kept making <laughs> videos. And whether you call that profitable or not, I mean, that's up to your definition. And we can get into when things really got serious for me. But that was the first amount of or the, the first dollars I saw off of doing YouTube where I was like, huh, wow, I can actually make money doing this. Uh, now, as far as like sponsorships and companies doing brand deals, that stuff didn't really happen for me until last year. So it was really Google AdSense, like YouTube ads directly, and then affiliate revenue, kind of getting yeah. a commission or a cut of a sale. If someone clicks the link in the description of a video and buys a product, I would get a percentage of that. Those were the two revenue streams that really brought me up to last year. And then the brand deals and the sponsored ads have started to take off since. That That is really cool because I'm starting to get brand um, or, or, or what's it called? Affiliate emails, people asking me, hey, wear our stuff, use our stuff, we'll give you a discount code, and then just wear our stuff and promote it. And if anyone buys anything, we start cutting things for you. Did you do a lot of random ones at first, or were you like more picky in who you went with? Yeah, so my philosophy is I go for companies and products that I'm already using. Uh -huh. So I was never really into the whole pitches. I get them all the time still. You know, companies email me and say, hey, we've got a really high payout for this affiliate program or, hey, we're a web host. We know you talk about web hosting. We'll offer you X amount per sale. Sometimes it's a company I'm already using and I've just kind of missed that they have an affiliate program. So I go, great, and I'll sign up and start using the link. But oftentimes I just ignore it. And really, I go to what are the web hosts I already use and believe in? In my context, it's a web host, but for you or for anybody, it could be like, what are the apparel brands I like? What are mm -hmm. the shoe brands I like? Let me go see if they have an affiliate program. And I think that is what's made my messaging so successful on my channel is people can really see that I'm talking about products that I'm really into, like products that I've personally used for years. And so there, it removes this factor of, oh, this guy's just a salesperson. He's just saying this to make some money. Yeah. And it's like, wow, I can really tell that this guy has done his research. He's used these products. And I know he's going to get a cut of the sale, but I'm okay with that because I know that he's put the research in. So I kind of take that backwards approach with finding affiliate programs. Well, that's cool. That's totally different than what I was I'm going. Because like I've, I've had brands that I'm not even going to use. Like, I mean, I could start using it, but I'm not sure if I want to. But uh, I had a watch company reach out to me. Now, that one kind of turned me on because I like watches. I'm like, I would definitely wouldn't mind getting a nice watch to just wear on my show. And then uh, here's the affiliate link. If you like the watch, they have some other ones kind of situation. But uh, but mainly, mainly just for, for me, it's like a so totally selfish vanity for me to, <laughs> to get things that I like. But it makes sense. If you're well, into brands that you've already used to research, I mean, can I ask you, how do you go about researching that, finding that? Do you just like do a Google search or something? Yeah, honestly, I would say 90% of brands, if they offer an affiliate program, it's in the footer of their website. So mm -hmm. it's by the contact us, privacy policy, you know, all the boring stuff in the footer most people miss. 
They'll oh. usually have an affiliate program link down there. And most of them, probably 70% of brands, they're wide open where you can just put in name, email. They'll usually ask you a couple questions about your business. And sometimes it's literally automated where right away you have an affiliate link. Mm. Most times there is a screening process, but brands are more looking to make sure you're not like a spam bot. Gotcha. Like as long as you're a human, they're like, okay, you're approved. Some affiliate programs are very exclusive. There's a couple companies that I have worked with where they've like denied me several times saying, oh, you don't have enough subscribers. You don't oh, have enough okay. followers. So um, sometimes you can run into that, but and, and occasionally you do need to just Google and seek out like such and such company affiliate program and see if something comes up because sometimes the footer of their website won't show an affiliate program and I'll just use that to confirm. But 90% of the time, I just go right to the footer of their website and usually find an affiliate program. All right. That makes sense now. Because I also, one that actually did turn me on is a company, um, besides these aren't, these are the Rockstar Shades, but I have other shades and there's a brand that I, I did use. I saw, I saw them, I like them, and they did send me an affiliate link or they sent me a, a, a invitation to to. But it seemed like it was like a general thing. Like, are they doing this to everyone who's bought from them? But I guess you, if you think about it, everybody, they're smart to, to offer this to, to everyone who's bought from them because everyone has one or two, three friends. And if they bought one and if they can put their shades on and, and just promote to their, their handful of, of, of friends, even if they get one, two sales, that's already like double or triple the sales, what they've done just from, yeah. from that. To, for giving you a little discount they could get a potential sell for more. And I think that's just because I, at first I was like, why are they reaching out to me? I don't, I'm, I'm not like, I don't have like you and subscribers. Um, on Instagram, I have a little bit more in, in, in my personal one. Um, I'm just now building the Hey Rockstar, but it's just throwing me off. I'm trying to figure out, and of course I'm also trying to figure out which ones are scams, and which ones aren't, but I guess it just doesn't matter. But right. Well, and here's one distinction you might find this interesting. A lot of companies offer a referral program, mm. which is fundamentally different from an affiliate program because a referral program is more consumer minded. And that usually gets blasted to all their customers, which is, hey, send your friend this link. They might get $10 off the sale and then you'll get $10 off your next order. Or after five friends buy using your link, you get a free pair of sunglasses. Kind of something like that, where an affiliate link is straight up cash. It's like, hey, oh, just you. blast this link out to your audience. You'll get 10% of the sale in straight cash that you can deposit to your bank account instead of having like a credit with the company or getting free products. So usually those referral programs are kind of blasted out to all customers to get them to tell two or three friends, but they're maybe not designed for the influencers in the space that are really interested in like, Hey, show me the money. Show me the <laughs> money. <laughs> That's a good, good reference there. All right. Well, enough about making money. Although this, this I'm, I'm asking questions that I'm assuming future YouTubers would like to know. Yeah. Um, because, all right. So I'm doing the math here in my head. You started in 2011, and by 2015, you saw your very first paycheck of $26 from uh, from uh, an affiliate link, right? 
Oh, no, 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 no. That no, was from, from Google Ads. From Google Ads, so yes. YouTube Ads. YouTube Ads. And then uh, now we're in 2021. And if I'm doing the math right, you're not even 21 years old, are you? No, I'm 19. And you are already a successful entrepreneur who has... Now, okay, I just, I just, I just got to say this or ask this. How, when did this become a passion for you? When did you decide, hey, entrepreneurship is the way to go for me? Uh, I, I mean... Mm. I, yeah, that's good. So YouTube has always been a passion for me since I started my channel. I mean, if we're going way back, when I was like eight or nine years old, I was terrified. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're going way back. This is the whole life story here. So when I was, I mean, whole life story, I'm 19. So many years to cover. But anyway, when I was eight or nine years old, I was terrified of bees to the point that i would not go outside and i'm not even kidding it wasn't okay. like oh my gosh there's a bee i'm so scared like i was mortified to where i would not even step out our front door do you so, have an allergy to them no i okay. don't i've actually Just... never been stung by a bee to this day it's been a goal of mine because i was so terrified as a kid i was like gotcha. i'm never gonna get stung and still to this day i haven't i probably will at some point but you know, it tickles <laughs> a lot. <laughs> no. Yeah, I got stung by a sea urchin. That is oh. the one, the only thing I've ever been stung by. That was interesting. But right. anyway, I don't want to stray too much from. Go the, on. All right, let's go back. Let's not that far here. back, but let's go on. So I was terrified of bees. Wouldn't go outside. As a result, I started getting really into technology, and I would like borrow my brother's computer. I didn't have one when I was that young, but I would borrow it and. I just kept watching a lot of YouTube, but the thing about me is I've always been interested in doing and taking an active role and not just watching. That's why I've never really been that into gaming. Like I don't want to mm. sit there and watch a screen. I, I, you could argue while well, you're doing something playing video games, yeah. but the, the point is like I would watch YouTube and I would get inspiration from people and be like, I want to do this. Like, where's the camera? I want to do this for myself and start uploading videos. So I started doing that as a hobby, you know, when I was, I guess I was 11. Gosh, time flies. But the other thing is that my dad is a very strong entrepreneur. He's always worked for himself, had his own business. And I was homeschooled. So I think being in that environment of being home constantly and seeing my dad work for himself kind of brought me up in that mindset of hey this is just what you do like you you do your own thing you make money doing it great so i started getting more into youtube when i was 13 i started my first real business i guess ah. um if you don't i mean youtube is a business but i wasn't making anything at that point so when i was 13 i started a minecraft server hosting company and i was just how renting. did you even consider that or how do you even do that? <laughs> yeah, well, I was really into Minecraft. That's the one video game I did spend a lot of time on okay. was Minecraft. And, you know, it was the same type of thing as YouTube where I was renting a Minecraft server from a company because I wanted to play with my friends. And I thought, you know, why am I renting this server from this company when I could sell servers to everyone? Wow. So. I just started researching and figuring out how to do that and renting like big 
dedicated servers from this data center in Canada. And I was just installing the software and getting everything automated to where someone could just go to my website, put in their card number, subscribe. It would charge them basically like make their Minecraft server. Like everything was automated. So the whole thing just kind of ran itself. And that was my, uh, my first official business. Wow. And how long did that last? If you don't mind me asking, we're still oh, going. I don't know. <laughs> it's not still going. I want to say I did it for maybe a year and a half. I don't remember the exact number, but it was not profitable for me at the time. I thought it was like insane because my bills each month to rent the servers I was renting at one point was like $450 a month. Okay. And I was just matching that, making zero profit. I find it mind blowing that at 13, 14, 15 years old, I was shelling out $450 a month on business <laughs> expenses. <laughs> kind of hilarious. Complete tax right off. <laughs> totally. But I wasn't making any profit. And yeah. it got to where it was affecting like school and grades and stuff because all my time was consumed with, believe it or not, security problems. Okay. I kept having all these people trying to hack my servers and there was a time that my servers got hacked and the data got wiped and I had zero backups of any data. Mm. So then I had this PR mess to deal with of all these angry customers like, what happened to my server? What happened to my data? And it just all got to a point where I'm like, you know what? This is not worth it. Cool. But that was one of the most valuable lessons. Yeah, I was going to say, what, what three takeaways can you get from that experience? Oh, man. I mean, one for me was I started to learn how to do sales and customer support because my main acquisition strategy was hanging out on Minecraft forum sites. Mm. And I found these threads where people would ask for Minecraft hosts and hosts were allowed to come in and basically make their pitch and be like, here's what we offer. Here's what makes us different. So I got a lot of experience kind of throwing out cold ads, I guess. Hmm. Um, and customer support was a big part of that too. You know, learning how to deal with clients and they would ask questions or sometimes be angry and you'd have to kind of reconcile the situation. Um, I kind of had that as one takeaway, I guess those two That's things. That's fine. Well, I, I kind of two, but. Yeah, I guess, we'll call that two because I don't know what two more would be. <laughs> But um, I would say the other takeaway was just learning how much I liked entrepreneurship through that. Like that was truly, I think, a time in my life where I'm like, I'm always going to do something like this. You know, it may not be a Minecraft host. Clearly it's not because I, I kind of left that in the past. But like mm -hmm. I'm going to be doing something working for myself. I don't want a boss like i love this being able to set my own hours and but it's not even that it's not like like i i've hated the rat race i've never even had a real job because of how yeah. things have worked out at this point it's more just i get so passionate about something and i'm like i want to run with it i don't want anyone above me to tell me no you can't do that we're going to focus on this other thing so that experience just solidified that in me of, yeah, I want to be an entrepreneur and this is how I function going forward. Have you ever had a, or attempted a like a job, a, J, a regular J-O-B? 
No. We've all I've, been self-sufficient through this. That's cool. Yeah, I've never so much as even applied for a job in my life. <laughs> like, I wouldn't even know how to how to apply for a job. I just, really like I resumes. Money. I'm no. like, what are those? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I will say while we're here. Yeah. At the same time, I do believe that, you know, everyone has to support themselves. I've been really blessed to where so far in my life I have not had to get a job, but if it ever came down to it, you know, if everything came crashing down, especially if I had a family to support, yeah. I would absolutely do what it takes, even if that means getting a job for a while. So like, I don't want anyone to think like I'm so, you know, such a big head with entrepreneurship that I'm above a job. Like if that's what it came to, <clears throat> I would absolutely do that. But so far I've been fortunate enough to where I haven't had to do that. No, sweet. No, I totally respect that too most people need to know that sometimes you just got to get it done you got to figure it out you just got to pay the bills to survive while you're working on your next hustle or you're working on your next opportunity if you even want to some people don't some people are not turned on by the idea of of creating that responsibility of of creating uh jobs for other people um because i mean I know where your business has evolved to right now as uh, because you actually now have employees which right. I think is powerful at your yeah. age to have build a business that you now can help provide financial means for someone else. That that that's to me that's responsible. That's a responsible person. You're not just in it to just for you, 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 because you're creating great content. You're creating. You're also now, uh, and we can even talk about this: the the uh, education that you now have, the training that you're now starting to help train others to do their things. So you're providing. Uh, that that material valuable content for people and also now you also provide opportunities for people to make a living off of helping your business or, or, or to me that, that that's that's oh my goodness that's the holy grail <laughs> or, or that's the the, the 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 smart thing to do uh if if you're called to that but some right. people are not and it's okay because we need workers <laughs> entrepreneurs need workers to help us build the businesses and launch out and do these things Anyway, let, again, I, I like to take the reins and run with it. Oh, but you, <laughs> you are giving me some gold, my man. You are giving me some gold. So um, have there been any other business endeavors before uh, Crayler made or Crayler Media? Yeah, so it depends on how you dice that. I mean, <laughs> Crayler Media, I started in 2019. It was 2019 or 2020. 2020 was such a blur. I think it was 2019. Yeah, for all of us. Yeah. But so if we're talking about like the Crayler Media brand, <laughs> right. The Crayler Media brand, the LLC, like actually putting a name to the company started in 2019. Um, and I, my YouTube channel kind of got merged into that and all of that. Um, so before that, I think 2017. I okay. Next time I'm writing down dates. Like <laughs> the, the timeline is getting all messed up here. I'm okay with but, that. With not knowing timelines. One of the best things that I learned from a, um, I want to say he was a history. I'm not sure if it was American history or Texas history professor. He's like, whenever he tested us, he goes, "I'm not going to test you on useless information like what year that this happened." I'm more more interested in learning in knowing what lessons were learned from this experience as long as you right. can bring out the lessons learned i could care less about the dates but go ahead yeah yeah so in 2017 ish um i co-founded <laughs> I 
a software company with my dad called My Sermon Notes. And it is a church app platform. Essentially, it's like a note-taking platform for congregations. And it's the big focus is fill-in-the-blank notes. So mm. pastors can go in, enter their outline, all their points, be like, Jesus is blank. And then the congregation can follow along with the outline, fill in the blanks, you know, take all their notes on Sunday morning or whenever the service is being held. Um, and then it's got like all the church app features you would think of an events calendar announcements. It's got like a prayer request tab that's interactive and kind of like its own little social media site. But the main cell was the fill in the blank sermon notes. And that was something that I, I helped start in 2017 and is still going today. Yeah. Innovation, innovative. I never would have thought about that. I'd like bring your own paper and pen, take your own notes, but to help people out. Yeah. I mean, we were, we were at churches in the past where they would always give people paper outlines and we're like, why are we still doing this with the the trees, (laughs) the age of smartphones and all this, like, no one's come up with the solution to make this digital. So that kind of started that idea. And of course, now there's other platforms that do it. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> All right. we like to think we're the best. <laughs> hey, do it. What's it called again? It's called My Sermon Notes. My Sermon Notes. MySermonNotes.com. There you go. There's a little plug for you church <laughs> people. If you were looking for a way for your church to have a follow along notes so they can fill in and be more interactive with the message. Uh, all right, let's, let's talk about that beautiful sign you have behind you. Crayler made, uh, like when you first told me the name of your company or sorry, Crayler media, uh, right. Crayler made is my channel. Crayler is the YouTube channel. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cause to be honest, whenever you first told me this and you having such bright colors, I imagined it had, you were an artist and you painted with colors or you had crayons everywhere. And then I looked at this and, and, and when I finally went to your channel, I'm like, this has nothing to do with colorings books right. or anything. So yeah. where, where did Crayler made? Where, where, what is that? Yeah. So Crayler came from, obviously I go by Christian Taylor and my friend was being goofy one day and we were really what it was was we had two Christians in the car. So I was Christian Taylor. We had another Christian, and my friend just like merged my name and started <laughs> calling me Crayler. So there was no confusion of saying Christian, and both people in the car look and say what. Um, so he started calling me Crayler, and it became this meme. And I was looking to rebrand my channel at a time again. When? What was the timeline? I don't even remember, but. Christian Taylor is an Olympic athlete and he keeps ranking super (laughs) high up on like Google and YouTube and all this stuff. So people would search Christian Taylor. They wouldn't have a shot at finding my channel. So I was looking to rebrand to something maybe more unique and memorable. And I remembered the whole Crayler nickname. And so I think I did a Twitter poll or like put out a tweet saying, Hey, I'm thinking about starting a channel maybe incorporating Crayler. Does anyone have any ideas? someone tossed around the idea Crayler made kind of a play on words with like Taylor made, mm. uh, which is also cool because Christian Taylor, like it's cool on multiple levels. Um, so I put out a, a poll at some point with several other options. I don't remember what the other ones were. I'd love to go back and look at some point and be like, wow, what if my channel was called that for all these years? But 
Yeah, I mean, people really liked Crayler Made. They seemed to be voting for that option, and they were super into it. So uh, I made that jump to call it Crayler Made, and then it's allowed me to expand kind of into a whole brand. Obviously, Crayler Media is like my parent company, but mm. I also have Crayler Tech, which is another channel. I don't post to it often, but I still, consumer tech still has a special place in my heart. So, you know, sometimes if I do get a new iPhone or something and I feel like doing a review, I have an outlet for that. I just upload it to Crayler Tech. And I'm actually, this is an exclusive. Hey, Rockstar exclusive. I'm gearing up. Hey, Rockstar exclusive. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm gearing up to launch Crayler Drums which will be like an Instagram or Instagram account, maybe YouTube account. I'm not sure, but a dedicated outlet for me to share like drum covers and more okay, drum okay. content and stuff. So I'm not sure if you were like now, been, like selling drums, like you partnered up with a drum making. No, company no, not, I'm not like, selling anything. Just, just content for people to watch or are. somewhere like that. And, <laughs> But yeah, it's honestly, it's kind of been a great brand I've found. Like, obviously, I just launched Crayler Academy. We can talk more about that later. But mm -hmm. it's kind of like take Crayler, tack anything onto the end, <laughs> boom. Like, maybe someday I'll sell Crayler hot dogs. I don't I know. I was like Crayler in the kitchen. Yeah. Crayler chefs. <laughs> Start your own culinary school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, no. Uh and that you, you, that's so much stuff that that you've just shared and 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 it's it's good and of course Crayler the the that's cool because because you I'm just interested on how names certain names happen like for example Hey Rockstar I that only that that was never in the in the perspective I just knew I wanted to do a live stream and I'm like what do I call it and a friend like well dude you you have these motivation mondays that I like or like someone asked me what are you doing and like what's going to be like my motivation mondays but a little longer where I can talk more dedicate more time like why don't you just stick with the motivation monday night? nah I don't like that and like well, well and like well what you you always start with hey rockstar why don't you just start with that and like it's just like hey that sounds good hey rockstar and it became the brand and yeah. even the, the five points all such so i mean I'm, i love the history of, of people's brandings and where they're going and what you can do with it once you you've associated with that but again it's not about hey rockstar today it's about uh crayler media which is crayler dot, dot dot insert creative tag here right works great for domains too i have crayler dot media crayler dot academy like it's so much fun That's good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have Crayler.crypto too. I do have that. <laughs> oh, man. We're not going to get to That's going to be a whole different episode. And yeah, we gotta I, get... I would love to bring you and and um, our other friend who we've chatted about this. Actually, I would bring Alex Tinker, even though he's not well as versed as you guys in that area. But let's 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 stick to, to these questions that, 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 that we have here. Um, you know, Let's say there's someone out there who wants to try their hand at YouTubing. What advice do you do you have specifically for those who want to launch a YouTube channel? Yeah, that's good. So the biggest thing I tell people is just start. Like so many people think I need 
this camera, a big thumbs up. Uh, <laughs> I, I need this camera. I need this light. I need this mic. I need all this stuff. Oh, oh my goodness. My camera's overheating. Oh, no. <laughs> Good thing this is also a podcast, right? We'll yeah. have to. Oh, yeah. We'll just have to roll with the this audio. Here. Keep on going. But yeah. My, oh my goodness. Okay. And well, this is a. I, oh, sorry. Unexpected that's one thing I like about problem. this camera that I have. Because I also have. You have a Sony, right? I do. Yeah. I've. We, we've I've had actually this been discussion. having, yeah, sorry. I was just going to say, I've actually been having issues with this camera lately. I might be looking at getting a different model because this has become a recurring issue, but I'm so sorry, everyone. We will no we'll but continue you, you normally with don't, You normally don't stream long terms, do you? You, you like pre-record all your stuff. Right. So actually, I've never really run into this problem until recently because I've been getting more into with the online course content doing longer takes Mm -hmm. and the summer camp I just shot last week for my church. Well, for your church as well, but um, (laughs) I was rolling for, you know, a long time, just more than I normally do. And it did overheat a couple times. So I think now that I'm getting into longer content, I might have to look at getting a different body, the Sony body, but yeah, for the meantime, um, we can continue audio only. Keep the show rolling, yeah. Um, and yeah, you know what? See on your on your view. Is there any way to turn off your camera on your view? Um, uh, let me see here. In the little three buttons, they should have a turn off camera. Oh, not that button. We just lost them, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, there we go. Okay, sweet. Uh, there you go. You're back. Oh, you need to put a picture. But that's okay. <laughs> so, hey, object lesson right here which is this is proof that you don't need to buy a certain camera to start on YouTube. Like this is not a cheap camera and look what happened. (laughs) I'm seeing if I can set a picture, but to keep this going here. See, I have my little logo for mine whenever I'm talking. You see that? Yeah. It's given me an option to upload a photo here. So boom, should be uploading. There we go. All right. Now, all righty. Now we have, we have a, 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 I like that. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Uh, so uh, for those of you, we have a conversation uh, or I had, that's, that's the one thing that helped me pick out the camera that I have right now, the ZV one, because it's made for streaming. Right. And, yeah. And, and so that it doesn't overheat as often. And, and so this camera is definitely not made for that, <laughs> oh, but it's a heck of a, awesome it works camera. good for it when it doesn't want to overheat, but yeah, I mean, to stick to the question here, oh, yeah. Don't feel like you need to buy a certain thing. Content is key. Content is everything. And the other thing I tell people is get started and figure out what you're going to make content on and figure out what works and what doesn't before you even think about gear. There's someone I really look up to on YouTube. His name is Roberto Blake, and he does YouTube coaching content. And he said before, Like you don't have the right to judge your views, your analytics, any sort of results you're getting until you've made a hundred videos. Like you, so many people, (laughs) we got someone in the chat that says their camera's been overheating too. That's funny. This is Um, a Spectral Bonsai, the other crypto person I would love to bring in. Crypto genius. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, um, you don't have the right to even, like you should not allow yourself to judge your views, your metrics, anything until you've uploaded a hundred videos. 
And so many people, I can't tell you how many people tell me, oh, I want to start a channel and I watch it and I watch them do this. They upload their first video, their second video, their third video, and they go, well, no one really watched. No one was into it. And it's like, you, you can't do that. I don't want to hear anything from you until you've yeah. uploaded a hundred videos and then come to me and say, okay, look, I've done a hundred videos. I've refined my content. I've worked on my process. Hopefully you're starting to see views at that point. But if mm -hmm. you're not, then we can start to rework what what's worked, what's not working. How can we get you some more views and exposure? But YouTube is very much about commitment. It's about consistency. You should be uploading pref preferably weekly. Mm -hmm. Pick a day and upload every single day. I mean, Hosafat's doing a great job with the weekly live streams at the consistent time. That's great for building a channel. But just do it. Just start, start building content. Upload consistently. And then as you start to go along, you can add in upgrading your camera here, your audio there. If you are going to spend any amount of money on gear, always invest in audio first because people can forgive a video that's a little grainy or fuzzy, yeah. but if they can't hear what you're saying clearly, or it sounds like you have a wet blanket over your mic, <laughs> that's a distraction and you're going to lose people. That is some good stuff. And another thing I would throw in also uh, especially if you're in a room that's very boxy or just very bouncy, like you have wooden floors like I do, or just like walls. Um, I have rugs to help absorb the bounce. I have big furniture helps absorb the bounce. I even have some like packing blankets that I've set over my desk because that helps absorb the bounce for the audio to be at least less less box less less echoey and more more clean condensed. So of course having the uh, 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 this dynamic mic really really helps out too. <laughs> yeah, I just jumped to the condenser mic world. I used to have a dynamic mic, but I just, I never liked the sound of it. Yeah. And you definitely have to find the right mic for your voice, but I don't have proper sound treatment. I'm sure you can probably hear the echo. <laughs> I haven't heard anything I'm yet. Only <laughs> nothing that, that this thing will, 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 will sound like, uh, but I wasn't say actually this was a gift. So it's, it's, it also looks cool because it's, it's a broadcasting mic. Yeah, and uh, you got a great setup. I mean, it sounds incredible. And and what the the cool thing the the game changer for me was buying this little Mackie, because um, I'm able to mix with the bass and and the mids here, give it the nice little effects when I need to. Uh, but at the same time, I can run two different channels, and I feel like I have more control here than when I just had my USB. Because that's why I started off. I had a USB connect a mic that I started. It was good, but I couldn't always calibrate the the level. Sometimes it was just too hot. Sometimes it wasn't it wasn't loud enough, and and I couldn't hear back. Uh, I had a I was depending I was depending slowly on stream Streamyard for that situation, but that was some good gold. That was some good gold. Some good solid advice for those of you who want to be a YouTuber. I I definitely agree with start creating content and be consistent. And uh, I'm glad that you say 100 videos because right now I'm only on episode 37. However, I started doing on Mondays, I'm kind of bringing back that spirit of the Motivation Monday. I've been bringing, and I call, also because I kind of miss having the one-on-one -on -one conversations that I have with my, when I first started, it was just me sharing my stories. But now that I'm bringing guests almost every week, I'm like, I, I need some, some, some me time. And so on Mondays, I started a segment called uh, Minisodes. And I set my clock for 11 minutes, and it's basically a rant. I'll pull up some, 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 um, 
value content that I've created in the past that, that I've had it archived away in my Instagram. I'll pull it up, I'll share it, and then I'll just set the timer and just go on an 11-minute rant to just share value because it just pours out by then. But it's, it's a good chance to just be... And of course, because I am a speaker, I, I'm all about the live performance, a lot about the spontaneity of it. Things I, I like, I like that. I like that challenge of coming up with something on the spot from what I've already pre-poured into my life. But yeah. that's that's my game. That's that's what I like to do with. And I'm actually thinking of another segment to eventually start, um, which is bringing in random people that I haven't really had any kind of knowledge of them or anything, and start having conversations with them, just so I can start showing people how to have a conversation with someone one on one. I think that. Oh, I like that. I, I think cool. that would be fun to just have conversation with a rock star and start bringing people in. Let's just talk. Let's. Uh, let, there's there's a topic, and and I think that'd be fun. And I might even put like a link out and invite people to come in and, and just chat. All right. Uh, let's see, man. Um, when's when's our bedtime? Just kidding. All right. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. I actually do want to hit this one up because uh, I feel you'd like to share this. And we can also go into the academy after this part. But um, what are some new business ventures you're working on to expand beyond YouTube? Yeah, that's great. So it's basically Crayler Academy right now, which is kind of, I guess, where the conversation was heading. But um, I'm definitely starting to think about how do I diversify my platform? And if YouTube ever decides, hopefully this day never comes, but <laughs> if they're like, we don't like you anymore, you're canceled. What do I do? So it's got me, are we back? Oh yes. I was switching out to my backup <laughs> body, my backup Sony cam while we were, uh, while we were, you were talking. Yeah, so, cool. Got some video back. Had I known, I would have talked longer. <laughs> I love the way I sound. <laughs> yeah, I got my uh, my overheated body right here, just cooling off. But okay, yeah. So where I where I'm going next? Um, definitely, my goal is to get my audience off of YouTube. And that, like, I love YouTube. I want to keep making YouTube videos, mm -hmm. and that's been my main revenue stream. But how can I capture that audience and get them on an email list or a text mm -hmm. list or to other platforms? Like I have a goal this year or maybe it's next year. I can't remember. Um, but soon I want to get one of my Ish. other social platforms to 10,000 followers. And that's probably going to be Instagram because I've got now over 20,000 subscribers on YouTube, but look at any of my other social platforms. And I have like, a thousand followers at most mm. so that's showing me my audience on youtube is not going outside of youtube so with crayler academy it's really a way i just launched my first online course which is building a wordpress website from start to finish and it's been a way for my dedicated audience to really be invested in my content and obviously it's another revenue stream for me but it's also a way for them to engage in a more closed off community and mm -hmm. that I don't, I, I can't interact with every single person that watches my videos. I wish I could, but if they make that investment and purchase that course, I actually offer an email that's 
like a hidden secret email where you can like email me your questions as you do the course and I'll, I'll reply when I can and kind of work with you on that. So it's starting to expand into down the road. I see like some sort of monthly membership program Mm -hmm. happening, maybe like a almost mentorship program for entrepreneurs or even if it's in a technical sense at first of like website development, um, just something where people could join monthly, maybe get in like an exclusive discord server. We'll have monthly or twice a month calls or something. Um, I'm just really seeing things move in that direction as far as expanding my business. And it seems like people really just want time with me. Like just to be able to spend five or 10 minutes to ask me questions or pick my brain. And I, I can't do that for everyone is the reality. So it's like, how can I capitalize on that? Cause Hey, why not? <laughs> but also like, how can I help people achieve their goals? That's big for me is seeing, you know, how, how can I see the next generation of entrepreneurs rise up and just fulfill their dreams? I got to send you this YouTube video I saw about how to become a fake guru. I mean, it, it, the rise of fake gurus. And, and the deal is he was making a spiff on, on, on his poking fun at certain people. Cause there's people who create great content and are there to help people out. But he was, he was, he was sharing it as though he was teaching you how you could become a person who takes advantage of people like that. Right. But the whole, that, that, that whole, what's the word for that kind of stuff? Um, it, it, it evaded me. But uh, but I I, I thought it was funny because like no I mean you, there's value to learn on how to do it the right way or how to do it if you have something to offer so have some value to offer people and like you like yourself I'm also interested in starting a community be, that, that that's behind the paid wall to come in because that will help filter out time wasters or filter out people who really are just there to troll and give other people a hard time. And those who exactly. are serious about their lives, they need to put some kind of skin in the game, but yeah. that also gives you more time to, to, to invest in them. Um, like um, several people that I've like during the, the pandemic, I joined different um, um, what's it called masterminds and, mm-hmm. and, and, and paid behind paid wall groups um, um, empowerment groups. And they get, and I had access to, I guess the gurus or the leaders for at least that year. It's like a for one year you pay this much, and I, I really enjoy the fact that we had like a private chat through Telegram, and then, and then now they moved to Discord, uh, which I'm I'm starting to get into that too because those are great ways that people can have access with me without literally having access to me. You right. Know, they post a question there, and not only that, but if I have like a panel of 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 the hive mind, we can help each other out, and not only that, but my my. My students or people who are or part of the network will also realize, hey, I'm, I'm actually learning. I've actually grown. So I, not only am I learning, I'm also able to help my fellow brother, sister out. So yeah. I, I think that's powerful. That's that's very powerful and really good. Talk to us a little bit more about Crayler Academy, if you don't mind. Let's promote that, especially if someone is in need. What is this academy? Who is this academy tailored for? Yeah, so it's really tailored for online wow english it's really tailored for online entrepreneurs <laughs> who want to get into technical skills like if if you're an online entrepreneur you've already got the drive you know what your business is you know what your logo is and your marketing copy but you're like how do i build a website or 
How do I build an e-commerce store? How do I run ads on Facebook and Google? Right now, the only course I offer is how to build a WordPress website, but I'm going mm. to be expanding into how to build a Shopify store, how to run targeted Facebook ads. So it's really for that online entrepreneur who you've already got your brand figured out or you're working on it. Like it's, it's not addressing branding and marketing in the copy sense. It's addressing, hey, how do you get that technical knowledge to bring your vision to life if you're a DIYer or if you don't wanna pay a marketing company $2,000 to build you a website? How do you do that yourself? Okay, cool. So for the self-made uh, media entrepreneur or just someone who wants to learn in the, in the tech, that's, that's actually good stuff. Me, I just watch all your YouTube videos right now. <laughs> well, yeah, and you know, that's my goal is to to provide most of the value for free. And really, the, the biggest reason I started Crayler Academy is because people kept asking me for tutorials, step-by-step mm. -step tutorials, and I find that they don't really perform well on my channel. So I thought, you know what? I'm gonna keep creating the content that performs, that I'm kind of known for on YouTube, let me create another outlet for tutorials and the people who really want it are going to be willing to pay for it. And I love what you said earlier about the paid membership programs, weeding out the time wasters. That's absolutely been my experience is that the email address I offer for students to reach out and get help. They're very respectful of not, there's no such thing as a dumb question, but like, they make it a good question, maybe something yeah. I didn't cover in the course or something that they're having trouble with. Like they don't reach out and ask me to just send them a written version of the course. Like, hey, how do I build a WordPress site? It's like, that's what you paid to learn. Watch the course first and then send me your questions. But I, I get a lot of emails like that just from people on YouTube. Like, how do I build a website? Or, hey, can you build my website for me? I'm like, no. no. But <laughs> I got yeah. 10 to manage myself. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's 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 so nice having a manager now who can just deal with my inbox. I don't have to think about it. Like, <laughs> that is great. That's gold. My, my, I eventually would love to be able to hire someone to manage that other stuff for me. But for now, I'm still in the part where... Oh, actually, like, hey, Rockstar just won. It's a passion project, but, like, my business, the the whole Safari Mediano keynote speaking business, that's that's been a whole other a whole other puppy. But it's it's fun. It's fun learning how to become an entrepreneur. <laughs> the first yeah. step to become an entrepreneur, learn how to spell entrepreneur. I think that's going to be my next Monday video. <laughs> hey, don't discount Hey, Rockstar. I mean, I think I'm it's not, all part of your, your brand. It and is. And it's all it, working together with... Like I wouldn't even isolate it into keynote speaking is one business and Hey Rockstar is another. Like I think it's all connected. My goal right now is I am going to have at least two websites. Um, I've already paid for the domain. I just haven't like created anything for Hey Rockstar, but it's there. My, my goal is for Hey Rockstar to be where I send everyone, where it'll send you out to the links. It'll send you out to the socials. It'll even send you to uh, a specialty, but I also the josefatemiliano.com which please don't go right now because it's old, old dated stuff back when I used to do music and performance and acting and such. But that's going to be basically I want to create it into a landing page exclusively for those who want to sign me as a keynote. 
So right. they're going there because they like, oh, we've heard him. We've we've seen the content. We've seen everything what he has to provide. And and the way I tell everyone, because my my branding or my um my uh what's the word, uh my my positioning statement as a as a a speaker is that I help midlife professionals detach from their failures or or, or or detach their identity from their failures so that then they can create a new plan that'll help them become the rock star with purpose. And so that the keynote aspect is, is all about getting them moving towards becoming the rock star. However, one of the things that I found the best way to start leading or to prepare to detach yourself from your failures is to start adding value into your life. The way to start working and finding the path perfect for you is to start adding value and, and bringing in things. And so, hey, Rockstar in itself, I bring people with a story that has value in it because I want everyone to listen to. I want them to, to take in, take in what you've done, take in what my, my other, what the dentist done, what, what the, what the, uh, the actress has done, what the, the chef has done. I've had all these different personas. Um, and so that once you take it in and you get into the final step and figuring out what step you want to take, you can start figuring from within pulling out. All right. What makes sense to me? What what can I take? So to me, hey, Rockstar is a place that they can find value. We'll always find a place to just pour into themselves. But hey, Rock, but Jose Miliano, the keynote, it's about helping people work through that process, work through that value so they can discover what best works for them so that they can become the high performer they, they want to be. The, the the guy who can just go in or, or a girl who can go in and kill it. So I see it. I see it. And my coaches always told me, as a matter of fact, one of my coaches is like, you know what? I can totally see you going on stage. And whenever you finish your, your talk, put on the shade and say, now take this value, go and become the rock star of your industry. And she goes, you use it. She goes, you can pull it off. You yeah. can pull it off. Like, awesome. Then I guess it's it's all the rock star. And it has a lot to do with with where I started from. Like, one of the first stories I have, maybe episode one, episode two. No, actually, it's episode primero, the very first story. If you go right now, I use my webcam on my computer. The The production is horrible. But I have a decent mic. I have my little uh, um USB mic, but I talk about a story that I first had as a kid when I told my mom, hey, mama, I know what I want to be when I grow up. And she goes, what? And I'm like, a rock. I want to be a pirate. <laughs> she laughed at me <laughs> just like you did. She laughed at me and she goes, ah, that's not a good idea. Maybe she picked something else. And so those, my, I think my brother or sister left the music on in the background of the kitchen before they went to school and listened to the music on the, on, on, on the radio. I'm like, well, I'm going to become a rock star. And that was the declaration that I had. Of course, as a kid, I thought music. And I tried the music. Actually, right now when you're talking about the twenty-five or twenty-six dollars that you made, it reminded me of the very first five dollars I made on the tip when I was playing at a bar in Dallas. Nice. And I actually still have that five-dollar bill saved. I've never spent it. I'm like, this is the wow. first thing I've. This is the first tip I actually made making with music, and I had that like <laughs> saved. Uh, other money that's come in is, is long gone, but that's that five-dollar bill I have it saved in a box uh, back in, in in my storage in, in Texas. But anyway, oh man, dude, you just got me on that rant. I just dropped some rock star gold, but it was, yeah, it was good stuff. It was good stuff that we're going with this. But uh, yeah, I, I I don't discount Hey Rockstar because I know it has potential for what it can be. And um, throwing in the the the, the mini sods is going to help give more of just me get to know me, see yeah. me. But I also like the fact that I can to have conversations with people because to me, it's not just what I know. It's also about the people in my network. Your network is your net worth. Yeah. And so I'm sure. constantly trying to bring in people of value. People, 
I mean, I remember when we first met, when I first saw you, uh, on the, when we first served together, I'm like, all right, I don't know who this kid is, but he does a decent job with his eye, with, with the cameras. And then when, when I, we did that video Zoom call with all the whole team, I saw your setup. I'm like, all right, I need to talk to him because I know either he's a, he, either he's a streamer or, or something like that. And then didn't talk to you. And then when you told me what you did, YouTuber, and, and like, oh, what else are you do? Like, no, that's it. And like, all right. I, I don't know, but uh, we're gonna become BFFs because you know stuff that I don't know. I do it for fun, but 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 the fact that you said, yeah, wait to hundred hundred videos. Another person that I listened to, oh, man, I'm just talking about myself. Another person that I listened to on YouTube is called is Rich Cooper with Entrepreneur in Cars, and he said that he for the first two almost three years he was making videos. He was just talking to himself. Yeah. He was just talking to himself and talking to himself, but he was still he still kept making the videos that still kept putting the videos out and now uh i don't know how many years later now this guy i mean of course he was a millionaire in 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 what he's doing but now his youtube channel produces a lot more and he's created a a, a community of, of entrepreneurs through this and he has um he calls it the one percent where if you want to be in this you got to pay i think at least a hundred or something bucks a month just to be part of this one percent group to come into his community to just talk share notes, compare notes, help each other out just to be part of this mastermind. And like, yeah. that's something that I would like to do. Eventually start my own community of mastermind of, of just forward thinkers, innovative, who just, they, they know the value of being with, with people of, 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 um, of high value who want to just better themselves and they, they want to help express themselves and, and be there for one another. And that's, that's eventually where I want the, the rockstar network to take me to where I bring in people in that. But, yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. Let's get to the questions that I like to ask every one of my guests. Okay. Uh, which are the last three? If you read the email, I'm just kidding. Yep. Oh, I got <laughs> my notes you right got the here. I'm uh, so, ready. Christian, um, what what are some disciplines or habits that have become canon in your everyday practice? Yeah. So I struggled with this question because I honestly feel like. I'm a disorganized person. I'm not like, yeah, I get up at 6 a.m. and go for my run and eat my oatmeal breakfast. And then I do this, this, and this. Like, none of that, honestly. But there is one thing that kind of stuck out to me that I've been doing for a while. And that's making an attack plan for my day the night before. And then just setting reminders. Saying like, okay, tomorrow I want to cover... XYZ, like I want to film this video, I want to catch up with bookkeeping, whatever it is, and just set reminders for the day, like 10 a.m., let me start with this, 1 p.m., let me do this. Like I, I keep it very loose. I don't stress over times or making calendar events or anything. And I know that works for some people, but for me, if I at least have an attack plan for the day, I get a lot more done versus if I just wake up and go, what am I going to do today? I don't know. Like I've always got, (laughs) I've got so much stuff to do all the time, but yet if I don't have an attack plan, I just kind of like my mind just drifts into cyberspace. Like, Oh, let me go watch YouTube for three hours when I've got all this stuff to do. So that's that's what I had for that question. No, I love it. That's that's actually good, and I, I love to give different people's perspectives because not everyone is the same. Yeah, not every successful person is successful the same way, and I I want to give my audience 
a chance to capture all. I also do the night before um what I do now uh actually it was after my my conversation with Daniel Edwards the meditation coach the dating meditation coach uh and we were talking about you know the meditation and he started talking about shadow working and, and I'm like oh you know what that sounds like something I've been putting into practice and now here recently I've been doing my shadow working through journaling just like a mind dump and I like doing it at night like maybe an hour before I plan to go to sleep I'll get my notebook and I'll just start whatever thoughts are there, whatever's taking up mental or mental or mental space. I just start pouring it out, pouring it out. Good, bad, ugly. It's all out. And I accept it all because I know it's all me. Right. If everything's in me. Like my demons are there up, lined up. Um, the fact that I use that word, my parents were like, you don't have demons. <laughs> uh, that's not what I meant. It's just like things that, that are that I've been suppressing, been hiding, whatever, along with things that I've been celebrating and happy for and sad for. It's all there. It's all. Yeah. And then at the end, once it's there on in paper, black and white, I personally, anything that I write in black and and, 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 and blue ink is, is, is me. And then I'll grab another pen, either green pen or purple pen. And then I'll sit there and just wait to see what response comes to all this. And then I start responding just some amazing words that come clear. And to me, that's that's God. God right. speaking to me yeah. because I listen to his word. I listen to the Bible. I know I understand and I know what my father sounds like. I know what kind of conversations he would have. I know what kind of language he would use. And then the, usually it's about a good paragraph or something, an answer to all this. And what comes out and then I read it later I'm like, whoa. This is amazing. It's 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 like revelation again. It's been yeah. it's been a good time. And then after that, I close it up. I put it and I sleep the best sleep. No tossing and turning. I'm not like oh, just waiting for it to fall asleep. I pass out and I sleep some of the best sleep because it's out of me. And then the next morning, I go back and maybe revisit what was written in green and and and, and purple. And like awesome, that excites me and starts me up for the new day. Uh, so I totally get that about the night before prepare make the mental preparations yeah it's different for people it's uh, yeah uh an ever aspect all right um do you want to add something else before going to the next question or you oh there was something i was about to say to that it was oh yeah like if i don't do that i'll be trying to fall asleep and then something will pop it in my head oh I can't forget to do, to do this tomorrow or I need to do this. So, and sometimes I end up adding to it. Like I'll wake up and just add it to my reminders and then go back to sleep. But yeah, definitely you got to clear your head before you sleep. I feel that. That's, that's rock star gold right there. I need a sound. I need some kind of like, that's my you next sound effects My next is, is either a, a little sound deck to add yeah. different sounds and have an intro and outro for my guests. I already have a song. I actually need to talk to you and Tariko and maybe even Jimmy, other guests that I've had here, maybe even Alex. And uh, I have this this idea for this intro outro sound clip I want to do for uh, for my guests when they come and go uh, for future references for the Ooh. Hey Rockstar show. Yeah. Yeah. Because I need a drummer. Uh, All right. Anyway. <laughs> <I'm in. laughs> um, I don't know what I'm signing up for, but I'll do it. <laughs> And we make it big, I'll, I'll cut you all in on it. Uh, what else? And this is an oral contract that's now been here online, so it's it's forever online. That's true. Um, the last, uh, the next question. Uh, okay, so given the advice, you've given so much value, but there's people out there who they want to be the rock star gold. What is one simple advice out of everything that's been shared? What is one simple thing that you can tell the next person coming up 
uh, just something simple they can start doing that could position them to become the rock star of tomorrow? Oh, so this is going to sound similar to something I said earlier, but this is, I tried to make this generic so it doesn't just have to apply to YouTube. This could be anything you want to do. And it's just start. I literally have here, turn off the motivational podcasts and get to work. Like motivational podcasts are great. They have their place, but I'm a firm believer in just doing and learning from your mistakes. Mm. And I think that some people are so addicted to motivational content and the high they get from it and the excitement of what could be that they never just turn it off and start. So I think that becoming a rock star in your industry is all about making mistakes and figuring mm. things out. But that comes through spending time and being intentional in it rather than being like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to do this, this, and this tomorrow's the day that I'm going to start tomorrow's the day I'm going to create my channel. Like <laughs> why not now? Yeah. When they say the best time to plant a tree was 10 years ago, the next best time <laughs> to plant a tree is today. Yeah. I just, love that. Just do it. Just do it. Do it. <laughs> and the final question I'd like to ask all my guests, if you want to be found, Mr. Christian Taylor, where can people find you? Everywhere. But the easiest place <laughs> everywhere is to just go to crailer.media. Not .com, crailer.media. And that's my website where you'll find my YouTube channel, social media. You can also find me at Crailer Media on just about any social platform. Uh, and Crailer is spelled C-R-A-Y-L-O-R. Yeah, Hosefat's got the little card Boom. down there if you're watching the video version of the podcast. But yeah, that'll get you to everything that I'm doing online. Everyone, if you haven't yet, please go to Crailer Made on the YouTube channel so that you can and subscribe because this guy dropped some great content. One thing I did notice, though, because when I was trying to figure out what kind of music bits you use so that I could kind of have the same in the background, you really don't use music in your videos. <laughs> Yeah, oh, you hadn't. This, I, this last one I watched did have some background music. I kind of stopped using background music. I used to use it, and I just felt like it was a distraction, and it got to where I was having it so quiet in the mix that I'm like, why am I paying a monthly fee for Epidemic Sounds? That's what I was using. Wow. It's like a music licensing service, and I'm like, why am I paying for this? All it's doing is adding noise. So I ended up just stopping paying for it but what i would like to do maybe is get like outro music mm. like I, i'm kind of big on creators that have outro music and it's the same song every time because it's that mental re-establishment maybe even intro music although i kind of feel like intros are a waste of everyone's time and you're just eating up valuable content yeah. i'm kind of like by 10 seconds in i want to be talking about the topic of the video but that's fair. Maybe on the tail end for like an outro, I may want to get a song that I reuse for every single video that when people hear it, they're like, oh, Crayler made. Um, but that's that's a whole rabbit trail. Yeah, that's I have cool. not been using background music lately. Um, what else? All right. So go to his YouTube 
uh, Crayler made, uh, but also you can find them on Instagram, Crayler Media, and of course, you just found out anything on the website, just Crayler.media. And what else do I want to say about this this guest? Um, and if you go to the, the belonging, you'll probably see him on cameras, or he's also a, co- a fellow director, so he knows what it's like to, to call the shots on, on, on shows, so you probably won't see him like me. You won't see me, because we're usually the back serving on camera. I always come out after, though, yeah. So I do, too. If, I, I like if to see. If you're ever in Nashville... Come yeah. check out the belonging. You just might find me there. Yeah. And hit us up for some hot chicken or something. Or or yeah. southern style chicken for some <laughs> of us. <laughs> I'm not into hot chicken. I've tried it. I I just don't like hot food. I I went to Prince's and I got the mild light, like the lowest level of heat they offer, and that was enough for me. That's fair. <laughs> All right, let me close the show up. I'm gonna go and leave you on and we'll chat a little bit after we end this broadcast. But ladies and gentlemen, this was a good show. So we're asking you, we just gave you a lot of value. Please take this value, apply it to your disciplines so that then you can go and become that rock star or the rock star of your industry. Uh, once again, we just thank you for for uh, for showing up. Thank you for uh, letting us into your homes let it thank you for letting us into your cars thank you for letting us into your hearts i'm josafat el guapo emiliano this is miguel and this is christian um and we're all the way from nashville tennessee and wait hold up hold up hold up i was about to exit out of here who's who's, who's sending us message oh okay and this is spectral bonds i saying great episode great episode gentlemen guys so all the way from nashville tennessee until next time Much love and many blessings. Hey, you made it to the end of the episode. Look at you accomplishing things. (laughs) Like the podcast? Then try catching us live next time. For now, the Hey Rockstar live stream is aired every Thursday. Hey Rockstar is affiliated with Low Budget Productions. Go to Facebook. Like and follow LVP's page to learn more about the other amazing podcasts under their umbrella. The energetic rock background music is by Anwar Amar, also known as Music Today 80. Josafat Emiliano is a keynote speaker and mentor. To connect and invite him for your next event, go to his Instagram and direct message him at Josafat Emiliano. That is J-O-S-A-F-A-T-E-M-I-L-I-A-N-O. So take the big five and go live life as a rock star.